Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wong, Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. We are super happy to have you along for this show of the Guitar Knobs podcast, where we focus on... Tony, what do we focus on? We focus on the boutique builders from around the world. That could be builders of guitars, of amplifiers, of pedals, sometimes of cables, yes. sometimes of pedal boards. Uh, we, we, we cover all the, you know, some you know and some you don't know. Yeah, and most, after, most of the ones you don't know. And after you listen to the podcast a few times, you get to know some of these people. That's right. So we are going to wait. That means we have somebody on the line. We have somebody very special on the line. Who are you? Who are you? Well, my name is David. And my name is Justin. Excellent. And you are from? <laughs> We're from Covenant Cables. Covenant Cables in the house. In the in the house. That's right. For the podcast. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to these guys. Um, Covenant Cables, <laughs> most of you have uh, probably um, seen them on Instagram. That's uh, where our guitar world mostly circulates. So, uh, and or maybe you know them from other means, and that's fine. And maybe you don't know them at all, which may be arguably better, at least for this show, because then you can learn all about them. So, maybe not arguably better from their business standpoint, but you can change that. They make cables, they make cables, and other kinds of cables. Anything else you guys make besides cables? Sometimes I make, I don't know, some coffee. <laughs> to well make played. the cables. Nice. Uh, well played. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it's just cable making in day in, day out. Uh, we also are involved, like, in our community doing, like, sound rental, like, PA rental, and, like, engineering. So some of us do that. We also recently started doing, like, pedal board setups. Oh, nice. That's true. Good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And that's it. That's it. I mean, it's not nothing amazing. Well, I mean, if you have a great cable, that can be amazing. It's How's true. That? How's that? Look at, look at <laughs> me selling little... your product. All right. I um, know. It's, it's very effective. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into... Sales just spiked. I know. My gosh. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's get into the, what's going on in our... Well, no. we're First, we're going to touch on a little bit of news. News. Yes. Some news coming up. Winter Nam is around the corner. Not really, but kind of, sort of. It's weird, because summer's now over, and I don't believe it. The well, plan, we're, the we're getting emails now. Yeah, the planning stages are coming. Dead, <laughs> deadlines are coming next week. That's correct. Get housing and, and passes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's busy over there. Yeah. Crazy time. Are you guys going to uh, Winter Nam? I don't know. Since we're like in Atlanta, it's like the other side of the country, and yeah. we usually like yeah. to drive. So we've been at Summer Nam multiple times to just go and hang out and um, meet up with friends and this year maybe the year we oh, go to yeah, LA you should go hell out of Atlanta you can get catch a direct flight to LAX yeah no problem at all yeah. oh is that it okay is that the way yeah way to go? LAX okay. or uh, or go to Orange County you know that little tiny airport you guys have there in Atlanta <laughs> yeah <laughs> you might have seen you're it being, <laughs> are you being a little sarcastic <laughs> yeah. just a tad <laughs> that's a big one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's huge, yeah. Cool. Well, maybe we'll see you there. Tony, what's going on in your music world this week? Well, I just got a uh, a, a notice that my neck will be delivered tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Ooh. So this is the uh, one-piece uh, Telecaster neck with black 
block oh, inlays. Oh, man. I, that thing. Oof. It's going to be a cool project. So. Yeah, for sure. So I'll let you know how. <laughs> yeah, then you, now he'll see it. He says that now, but once he sees it, he's going to be, um, you think you could order me one of the nah, yeah. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the, I'm not a fan of black inlays. The, huh. the black block inlays. Well, you know. All right. To well, each, I am. To each his or her own. Yes. If they were in the shape of stars, maybe. And, or mudflap girls. Yes. Yeah, but 12, they're not. 12th fret mudflap girls. You could do that. <laughs> but anyhow, that would be so tacky. That would be. Yes. But. Um. Anyways. Or we're awesome. I don't know. Depending on maybe you have that and that's some. <laughs> it's probably going to look good. It'll probably I, look I good. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's going to okay. look smoking. Jared. There are a lot of things I want to get to and finish these little projects. Yes. Like these, the two jazz masters I have going on. Um, I did see the bodies uh, in the, at the paint shop they're at. I did uh, see the one neck. and But this week, what's going on, I'm having tooling made for a couple of new winders. And it's very exciting. Good. Uh, they're more of a robotic, computer-controlled winder type thing for my shop and i know i'm sorry it's not it's not totally guitar I but mean, it's, uh it's you know. it's really exciting for me that's what's really got me jonesed up right now is getting this tooling so yeah that's that's going on with now, me right now how is that gonna is will that increase your capacity to to do stuff or are you still are you just gonna have it set up to do specific jobs it'll it'll be Right now, there's a lot of manual setup, and this will alleviate a lot of the manual setting up. You, you'll touch a few buttons, and the machine will know what to do instead of, you know, putting in physical different size cams and you know different uh, manual setup. And it'll it will eventually save me a lot of time in one day. But while you're doing while that one's winding, you could go to the next machine to, to and, the other machine and do nice. all that. So nice. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, David, how about what's going on in your music world this week? Honestly, most of it is just making cables every day. Justin here next to me, more musical guy now these days. I'm just a lot of times just thinking, focusing on business. But at most, uh, my guitar and pedal board go out when uh, I go out to church. Uh-huh. And then it just goes back into storage in our shop. <laughs> it's, it's really sad, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and, you know, like other than that, too, it just sometimes... Uh, like this past Sunday, we had there was a gig for where Justin was actually playing, so I went out and supported him and a few other local artists. Well, so. that's cool. Yeah. Always that, a that good idea. Cool. Support the local artists. Support the local Absolutely. music. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, at most, that's that's really it. Everything's music every day. We listen to it, but myself, play wise, really, my guitar is really sad. <laughs> it, it just goes is it, on is the it shelf gently and, weeping yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe a little more than gently but yeah. i think our customers play with it more than he does oh, uh, justin yeah. how about you what's going on in your music world yeah man um i mean like what david said uh, we, i just played a show at Ed, eddie's attic uh with um i don't know if you guys if you guys know the artists um gabe bonduck melissa polinar uh jeremy passion and jennifer chung oh no hmm yeah, I mean, they're all YouTube artists. Um, I think they're like the pioneers of the YouTube music industry, I'd say. But um, I've been playing with Jennifer for a while. I mean, other than that, um, I got to play a friend's uh, custom guitar. If you guys know uh, a company called Halcyon. No. Yeah, it's I'm an acoustic familiar. guitar company. Okay. 
Um, but it, it sounds incredible. And just like the dynamic range of the guitars. Wow. Um, That's like a whole not, different world than, yeah. than the box of, you know, br- name brands that we know. I myself would love to get into the, you know, boutique acoustic guitar world. Mm. You know, rather a lot than, of makers out there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. That's some fun stuff. How about you, Todd? What's happening in your hurry? <sighs> I'm tearing apart my pedal board again. Um, and you another explorer. Well, what's <laughs> no? I didn't. He's exploring that right but, now. So because I got a new amp and I got a new guitar, the pedals uh, are for my gig setup weren't playing so nicely, and so I had to kind of re sort out some things. Um, Did you ever think about just plugging straight into the amp? I did. And I and I and I even tried to just go like, what if I do a boosted signal from that? And it just it didn't have the. I'd have to turn it up real loud, right? So and I was like, well, well, can't do that. It is just too, it's too loud. So, um, but that's okay. I'll use it as a pedal pedal platform. I still get killer tone out of it. It's the, the Super Black Magic, which I've mentioned. So I'm not going to talk about that. But I did borrow Tony's EP booster, which I was very. You know, I tried that one before on a different amp and I did like it, but I just haven't had one on for a long time. And I thought, well, I'm going to try this and see if I can get some extra oomph out of uh, the signal and and, and and see what happens. And I, and I really liked it. So I think I might be on the prowl for a little EP or something like that. Um, and I, I know that there's, uh, there's just a million boost pedals out there and uh, I have my eyeball on one, uh, another one coming out soon. Oops coming out soon and we'll see what happens there uh so that's my stuff now how about some of this stuff one two one two three four on the floor all right david park from covenant cables give us your four on the floor the four on the floor for me they're they're before strymon was strymon it used to be damage control Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys remember that Mm -hmm. But they had these gigantic pedals uh, with like tubes in them and they glowed. And honestly, I don't even think the tubes were connected in the circuitry at all. <laughs> right. But it's awesome. Um, but it, it was it's sweet. Yeah. Because there's tubes in it, you know. And um, there's this one thing called the Liquid Blues. It's, it's supposed to be an overdrive that they made, um, damage, damage control Liquid Blues. And I've, I've had it for probably a decade now. And it's been on my board. And. It's an overdrive that has a compression built in and a clarity knob that I'm not exactly sure what it does. I think it's just a mix knob, but it, it's it's something that I absolutely need and have depended on for kind of my compression and bass clean tone. Um, so that's the first. Nice. I, I think the second would be the Tim overdrive that I have. I think it's mm-hmm. a classic. Um Yep. It does everything I want it to, and I'm used to, and now I'm a slave to it. Because nothing, <laughs> nothing else. I guess there's clones, but because the clones don't look like it, I, yeah, I just need the Tim um, at this point. Is um, that something that you leave that's uh, always on? No, actually. So the the damage control is the one that is always on the liquid blues. Okay. And the Tim. Oftentimes I do leave it on for the most part, but sometimes when I do need to get really clean, I I, I turn it off, but. You know, with the two stages that it does have, um, it's still pretty versatile, and you know, it just sounds great. Awesome. To boost the signal. So you, you've nice had that overdrive. one for an awful long time, or? Yeah, the, the all these pedals at this point I've had for at least eight years, and oh wow, they've they've stayed there. And I've gotten stuck with them. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> got, gotten too used to it. And even if there's other pedals that sound that might sound better, uh, the moment I get it, it doesn't do what I'm used to. So yeah. I just go back to the tin. Um, there's something to so, be said for like not having to worry about that stuff and just playing. Yeah, yeah. Either I got boring and old, or <laughs> or I found something you know worth having. So that that would be my over. Uh, I guess go to overdrive, and then the last two things I would have is um, the Boss DD20 as my delay. I've also gotten used to the way that thing sounds. Um, I've swapped in and out between having you know timeline or line six. The green thing the dl4 yeah the dl4 um and all, all sorts of other delays and they they all sound great and pristine but the dd20 has this girth to it especially on the analog setting and it can start punching out kind of a tone that i've gotten used to so the dd20 i i like it um presets on it are really intuitive and simple you just scroll through them so that would be my delay Okay. And I think um, for my last semi four on the floor would be the Boss RV5. And a lot of these are the go-to praise and worship pedals. So I'm, I'm just a product of the system, I think, and the culture. But uh, the RV5 is has that modulate setting. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, that's I, I'm another not thing. I'm super familiar with that. I think Tony is, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I've used those. Right. Yeah, yeah. So... Especially for those guys that like to play with delays and reverbs, the RV5 that Boss had, it's a very iconic, I don't know, standard pedal that a lot of people have had. So probably my last. Cool. All right. Sounds like a solid solid little board there. An Thank old you. board. A good board. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It was cutting edge when I, when I cut them. So. <laughs> cutting edge. That's it cool. really was. All right, Justin, how about yours? I remember a long time ago, I got this pedal called the Hot Cake by uh, Paul Crowther. Oh, I haven't and, uh, heard of that one. Yeah, it, it's crazy because um, like this small little pedal that goes anywhere from like super clean boost to like fuzz territory overdrive. Mm -hmm. But um, it's super transparent. Sounds super great. I regret trading it for a pair of in-ear monitors. Um, and I'm actually trying to get another one uh, once I can save enough money. But... That would be the first one. Um, are, the second are they pretty one hard be, to find? Uh, I, th I feel like they're on Reverb. Uh, I think I got it for like $120 or something. Oh, that back does, then. That's, that's, that's a doable. Yeah. yeah, but then now they're all up at like 180 And so uh, I'm just like, mm. no. You know. Um, yeah, uh, that would be kind of my first. My second would be, there's a, there's a company called Rockworks. And uh, they have a little clone uh, of a of a clone centaur mm -hmm. called uh, the light od okay uh i've been using the version one for a very long time and yeah just love the mid hump is um, it that is it that gives. an always on thing uh not really I'll, I'll i'll use it more so as a clean boost slash oh. um like a gain boost kind of thing toward the end of my chain okay and as a lead boost if i need to um depending on the context of whatever kind of music I'm playing. Um, so you keep the overdrive so it, pretty low, it sounds like. Or Yeah, or I'll knock up the gain if, if I'm playing like lead solos. It's just a very versatile pedal, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. And then a uh, third one would probably have to be the um, Strymon El Capistan. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, nothing beats that, that tape machine. It's just super clean 
super awesome. That's made its way, I believe, uh, on the show a before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about a real <laughs> tape machine, though? Can it beat a uh, real tape machine? Can't lug those things around, you know? <laughs> like, I would love to like, carry like a, a Echo Plex yeah. to a venue. An old tube one, too. Yeah. Um, so the L cap and probably my fourth. Uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, probably the Cali seventy six. Oh yeah, uh, that's pump, made it on as well. Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. It's that a is a highly compressor. regarded pedal. It is incredible. Yeah, I've never looked back at other compressors. Is that something that you've had for a long time, or? Is that- yeah, it's been on my board for about two years now. Okay. Um, I've tried the the Ross compressor, the Dynacomp, mm-hmm. the JHS modded one, and also the Diamond compressor, which is optical. Uh, but of all things, it's just super silent. Because uh, with compressors, it raises the noise floor a lot, mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But with, um, with the Cali 76, I found that it's super quiet, super transparent. You can go anywhere from like super squished feel like just barely being there and just leave it on all the time just to equal out your levels nice uh yeah the uh the old compressor game is i've dipped in and out of that and i i haven't figured out the voodoo (laughs) which is hilarious because we've had at least two episodes only on compression or or focusing heavily on compression and uh yeah maybe someday i'll get there uh, maybe with some help. Tony can help me out with that. Maybe someday. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your four on the floors, dudes. Um, Two solid boards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to get into finding out a little bit more. Well, actually a lot about the Covenant Cable Company, how they got started and just, uh, you know, why they matter. Dudes, you ready? Uh, let's do it. Good. Do you guys need like some Red Bull or anything like that or... Oh, do we sound tired? <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings. Let's uh, let's dig into this. You guys make some pretty sweet guitar cables as well as patch cables. I would love to find out how you got started in deciding that this is what you were going to do. Where did you kind of uh, start out in music? Oh, in music. Um, yeah. You know, I think I'm assuming that led you to this, right? That's exactly what led me to it. Having played for so long mm-hmm. and crawled on the gear page like every day of my life for about <laughs> five years, it, I started out just playing in church, you know, um, a lot of electric guitar kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you, start, you start gaining pedals, you find some in the closet, but eventually somewhere along the way you want to look cooler and sound cooler. So, Were there things that you were using at the time that... that- weren't suffice or like you mean like with cables or yeah yeah from the longest back i can remember i just picked up whatever was there you know um it was probably the last thing i was thinking about because if i had 30 dollars, i would save it towards a pedal yeah. like and if anything i remember i went to like sam ash and i saw patch cables there for like six dollars each i remember in high school thinking like, that is just that's robbery is way too expensive yeah. and um, now I'm selling, selling cash cables for like <laughs> double, triple that price. But, um, yeah, at that age, it wasn't something I cared about, but definitely once I was starting to get much nicer pedals and you start hearing all this noise and yeah. loss, then that's where 
it, it, it started to matter and i remember the first set of like kind of high quality cables i picked up was like just a george l's like solderless and there wasn't really much else at that time mm -hmm. well yeah, you, you hit on an important thing uh i mean i think for the first five years of my uh gigging experiences i think i had one cable i can't remember if it was any good or not i mean it must have been okay but i the idea of spending more than fifteen dollars on a cable was like i, I mean that was insane uh, especially if you're young and you don't have all that money, you know? Yeah, right. I think I spent yeah. around $15, $16 for... It lasted me like three or four years. Yeah. And I gigged with it every time. That said, I'm fairly certain I sounded like garbage. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, And some things never change. Yes, but that's, that's not entirely untrue. I will fall on that one. Yeah. So I, it is worth, you know, if you if you're just playing completely loud out of control music through moderately decent or less than good gear. You, it probably doesn't matter a whole lot, but as soon as you start saying, I want to get some better gear, I want to sound, I want some clarity. I want some, a little bit better definition. Things do start to matter. Mm -hmm. And that's where you guys come in. So, uh, how about you, Justin? How, how'd you fall into all this mess? Yeah, I think, uh, same thing. Uh, I was playing at church a lot and then, um, been a couple about two years now since i started wanting to do music seriously professionally or whatever i think in the boutique industry wise um that started for me like in high school where i started like going from a dd5 and then the next year i have like a whole setup with like a timeline and a big sky and like all that stuff i just like all all the money that i got just like went into that and, but I, at the time, I was using those, like, uh, what is it? Like, those monster, the yeah. live monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everyone said, no one ever thinks, like, oh, like, guitar cables make such a big difference to your tone, you know? Mm -hmm. Everyone everyone always looks at the bigger things. But started realizing you get, like, 50 feet going into a whole system. Start losing the quality of your signal like crazy. Once I, like, swapped it out for, like, lavas, I think that's when I first started realizing oh, like different cables actually do affect mm -hmm. how signals change. Yeah, I mean, since then, started to grow interest in cables. And I think like the way cables look, it can be like a visual thing too for some sure. people. Just the fact that like people post pictures of their uh, pedal boards and how neat and organized they are with what kind of cables it is. It's all zip tied up and how neat it is. Rave over that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a thing for sure. <laughs> and it's always weird when you see somebody... That, that just has them old school daisy chains just like hanging out on the floor and stuff and and <laughs> and it's if you're really into the 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 you know the pedal fetish so to speak it's unnerving <laughs> yeah something or, or even worse yeah. when it's a, a big barefoot like some big hairy big toes <laughs> stepping on something and you're just like oh man why now i can't unsee that uh anyways um you just mentioned something that I think is probably at the forefront of everybody's mind when they're considering cables, which is how, why, how does it affect tone? You know, all the variables like length, materials, uh, connectors, those are things that most people aren't really thinking about quite so much. But obviously, if you do go by a cable or if you're spending time on Instagram or you're taught, you're seeing other musicians and you're noticing all their other gear, 
cables do play a, a big part and uh, not knowing why would definitely prevent somebody from actually buying a better cable. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I would like to preface this with most people and say like cables is not new technology. They're not, they're not rocket science. So getting the best kind of cable possible has already been achieved since a, a while ago is so a lot of stuff can be snake oil or uh can sound a little i don't know gimmicky but i think cables i mean it's 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 pretty simple as in what they affect the way it can affect your tone the way it can affect your noise like the shielding and then the third thing is the it can affect whether it's going to work or not like the durab- durability of the cable so as long as you take care of those three things, then you have a great cable. And it's not that hard to get that these days, especially with the fact that it's, it's old, kind of old technology. and You just need someone who knows what they're selling and knows what they're doing when they solder. I think that would be kind of the main reason why you would, I mean, you want the most tone, you want the least noise, and you want the longest durability. So let's break those down a little bit. Um, you mentioned sure. noise and tone. You mentioned shielding. You mentioned connectors. Um, I think it's also safe to say, uh, at least on the one that you sent us, is that you know there's a protective covering around it. I would love to find out uh, what your take on why does my guitar cable need to help out with uh, noise and tone? Well, just like probably all of us starting out, we probably grabbed whatever available cable there was. And most of those that are just readily available for like five bucks or ten bucks, whether it's live wire or just unbranded, um, they're typically made just where the copper is good enough, the, the insulation is good enough, and the capacitance is good enough for you to just at least hear a signal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, corners are cut for those, whether it's the people working in those factories, kind of. A lot of them aren't musicians, they don't know what these cables actually go through, and they'll just do a quick solder. Um, not really pay attention to how they're, you know, crimping the, the cable clamp. And a lot of that can make the cable break easily. Um, the sound also can change a lot depending on what kind of cable you're using, especially if it's longer than 10 or 15 feet. Then you start hearing some slight differences in the way the cable sounds. But Why is basically, that? Um, there, there's a rating called capacitance essentially like it's a physical thing you know and i'm not i'm not a full-out expert on this but all i know is because there's limits on you know a signal to pass through a physical item such as a cable it starts to lose a signal um based on like how well it's made i guess and um different cables have a different capacitance rating Mm -hmm. um essentially the lower the capacitance is the better your signal will stay the way it was originally intended to Mm -hmm. and um I personally, there's different camps, I guess, who think on, like, the way to think about this, but from what I've seen, like, the lowest you can get, at least with copper, is 20 picofarads per foot. That's kind of across the board. That's the best mankind has been able to accomplish. Um, maybe if you use, like, a solid gold cable, it might be a little different. <laughs> but it's a, I think it's a little more expensive at that point. Just so, a little bit. Uh, Although copper um, these days, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... I, you know, with cables, you can pretty much know by the specs, at least, which ones will sound the best these days, especially when you're running a TS mono signal. It changes when you have a balanced cable, and the science of that is basically, you can run much longer. But since none of our guitars have a balanced out 
at least most of them don't like it's it's running through it's running through cable a physical thing and the longer it is the more it's going to get lost yeah, you had um, mentioned you know at least with copper are there other uh cable materials that are available or i mean i think the world uses copper for almost all cable applications but there are some special companies that have employed just using like all silver mm. and or all gold and those cables are like in the thousands of dollars oh yeah so, so. The, 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 there are gold and silver cables available there are wow. uh surprisingly i i actually learned about this Having been doing this for four years, I learned about this in the last summer NAM, and I couldn't believe my ears that someone would make a cable of solid gold. <laughs> wow. but, the Klon Centaurs of guitar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, it's wow. use them in music studios. I yeah. Imagine. So what I, I, you need is you need is a you need a dumble into a <laughs> into a, a gold cable into a Klon into. A 59 burst. <laughs> with the strat that Jimi Hendrix was buried with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, no I don't know. It's, it's, it's either 10 or 50,000. I don't know. The, wow. the price is, is, is kind of ridiculous. And that I sounds like something Bonamassa would do or something like that. Right. Maybe. And at that point, you can have the same effect by just running into an SGI box. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but no. it's just taking your mono ts signal into and converts into a low impedance like balance signal oh okay so balance runs they they can run for hundreds of feet right without losing any signal so i think the whole gold thing and silver thing is definitely like uh i don't know to 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 say that you have it you know sure um, functionally it's not that much interesting now when you're talking about the the uh uh quality of the copper is that is that something that you're actually able to control with your cables? So me personally, I don't create the cable spools. Mm -hmm. I just order them from reputable manufacturers. And most of our cable suppliers are in the USA. We also have Mogami cable, which has been you know all around for a long time. And it's great. Um, but we also have cables uh, made to a certain specification in the US. And the, essentially, it's not just like the, a matter of copper, but... Um, the insulation around it matters a lot. How it's separated, like the shielding and the lead is separated. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to dive into the detail there because this is this is a big one. When you're at the I'll, store I'll, and you're looking uh -huh. at the at the cables, like, and you're going like, "Well, should I get this eighty dollar uh -huh. cable or this sixteen dollar cable?" And right. on the back of one, it's like, "Oh, it's got all these things around the." And you're like, "I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> I don't know." Yeah, um, I was about to say, and that's the limit of what I know. <laughs> like where essentially all I know, the number that I'm looking for is the capacitance on the cable. I see. And like I said, 20 is that magic number. Some people say 19, some others say 21 or 22, but that's the magic number that I'm looking for. Um, almost everyone's like completely like 99% braided or 95% braided shielding. Mm -hmm. um, but... The main thing, especially that deals with your tone, is the capacitance, which is, like I said, 20 picofarads per foot. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, I'm not an engineer or scientist, so I'm not going to claim much more. <laughs> all I, From all the research I've done and just physically hearing the cables and dealing with them every day, that's really what matters most in my book. I see. So you, you, have, you offer a couple different kinds of cables. Are those, how, how do those differ? So I would say most of our own signature cables, um, the ones we carry, um, one of our big suppliers is Bestronics in Chicago. And uh, basically they just have great cable at 20 picofarads per foot and 
Essentially, that's all we use for our own stuff. Um, aside from that, we have Mogami cable, which uh, when you just feel it, like Mogami, like does feel great, like in your hand, like it just feels solid. Um, the shielding is great. Mm. Um, it won't, you know, it's not gonna break after you twist it a bunch of times. But otherwise, like what we use personally is something that's made in the U.S. All our cable comes with the cable that we supply. Is that the one that uh, that you sent to us that has pretty thin with the around with it? the red sort of black? Yeah, sheath. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um that's that that's a special I guess colorway we have is like kind of our flagship. We call it the remnant and something that's nice about the one that I sent you versus a lot of tech cable cables on the market mm-hmm. is that as you've seen it's pretty like thin, like a skinny. It's like yeah. low profile. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we did that is, you know, with most other cables, they're like they use the fatter instrument cable that once you put the TechFlex on, it's it's huge and it kind of is cool when you're playing with it at home. But when you're packing up for gigs all the time and you want to fit a 25 footer into your guitar case, it's not going to happen easily with a TechFlex cable. So ours, like you can have a you can easily fit a 35 footer in like the pocket of your guitar case or that. Right. So in terms of durability and quality of sound, it doesn't change because of TechFlex braiding that we have on top. And um, we haven't had any issues with re- returns. It was actually. So, yeah, let's talk about those connectors. Do you offer mm-hmm. different kinds of connectors uh, or and, yeah, and why yeah. do they matter? Well, um, for the connectors overall, Sound wise, in my opinion, they won't make much of a difference. Those are there are people that have much better ears than me that will claim that they do, but we just have three connectors that are popular for our instrument cables. The two favorites are the Amphonol connectors and then the Neutric connectors. You know, they all have gold plating and you know, a black body, so it looks cool. And we can talk about the gold plating in a second. <laughs> um, but uh, we also have um, Reen Moitra connectors, which are kind of like the more entry-level ones, but they're still great. We use that on our, like, kind of our standard cable. No, we, we do do silent plugs, the Neutric silent plugs, time to time when customers want them, but we, mm. we just order those. Interesting. At what point would I want a much higher quality connector? Uh, is that based on the kind of music I'm playing, based on the kind of activity I'm doing? When it comes down to it, it's about reputation <laughs> like it, it just feels cooler to have neutric because it's more expensive and it's bigger mm. but honestly the amphenol are amazing they look great and they sound the same in my opinion um i mean i guess they're not exactly the same but um they, they they're, they're both great connectors but when you i guess especially if you gig out a lot and you're always like replacing your connector or you know throwing your cable around the Neutric one is a beefier, more solid metal connector. So that's good for those who tour and, you know, just shove a bunch of cable into a box. But mm-hmm. otherwise, the Amphenol connectors are great. Well, let's, can we talk about the, the gold plating versus nickel plating is on, on the standard or one? Chrome right. Or chrome. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Is, yeah the the difference is, is there any difference? <laughs> is there an audible difference? Is, yeah. you know. Sure. Um, I, I would say first, audibly, there is no difference. <laughs> right. Um, like it, it's just gold plating. Like if your connector was solid gold, that's a different story. But it would, I don't know, it would bend. You'd be it would, rich. Yeah, you'd <laughs> yeah, be rich. Probably be too <laughs> and, soft and to pe- work. People will probably judge you more rather than think you're cool for having a solid gold. <laughs> so, that is probably true. Yeah. So really, there's no difference other than the fact that it's gold. It look, you know, it's gold plated. So. 
it looks cool and um to be frankly honest with all the cables that i use even personally on gigs for like sound rentals and things like that they're still all gold plated it's it's still about looking looking legit i guess and things like that but if all you're concerned about is just audio there's there's no difference okay well, that'll look good with your les paul mm-hmm. custom with gold hardware <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> there you go and yeah when when you're talking about the sheathing uh, there, so that, let's let's explain that to those who don't know what we're talking about. Um, so that is a braided cover. Uh, it's it's some kind of braiding, right? Yeah, it's it's the brand name of it is called Techless. It's like a nylon. Okay. Woven together. Right. So it's a woven nylon, essential cover on your cables. Uh, so they mm-hmm. will look and feel different than your standard uh, rubber uh, outer coating. Like a black, like a typical black rubber cable. They come in colors. And what what is the main? Why would I want that on my cable? Uh, the number one thing that it provides is durability. Since it's like a it's like a shield on top, uh, a nylon shield, and just so tension. Yeah, especially yeah. on the it re- is stress relief, especially on times where like let's say if you loop your cable around like your guitar strap, yeah, it'll relieve the, the stress off the cable um, because okay. you can't bend it completely like ninety degrees. Right, and that's another thing. Like it tangles less because one, it's it's like slicker on itself. It won't like get caught and stuck like uh, regular cables do. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's it's not tangle free per se because obviously if you put in a knot, it's gonna knot up. Yeah. But um, in terms of handling it, like it is it's like slippery within itself, so it's easy to just get it untangled right away, and it stays somewhat firm, so it doesn't like you know instantly become a tangled mess so that's another benefit of having the braiding on top does it uh does it wrap up faster at the end of the gig <laughs> that was always my least i will personally time. attest to yes it does um yeah, because I i'm say that too, yeah. i'm always at gigs for um not playing myself anymore but i do a lot of like sound rental and engineering so i'm bringing the whole system out and wrapping up like 50 cables at oh, the yeah. end and, um, I had some canary cable for the XLRs, which is great, but I realized how much I got used to the TechFlex, how much faster. Um, like I said, the, the cable gets caught, the regular cables, they get caught on themselves. Or like um, in between your fingers just because of the friction. Yeah. Of rubber yeah. and like skin so, making contact, yeah. So definitely is a much faster cleanup because it just coils on itself. If, at least if you know how to coil a cable yep. properly. Well, that that's another question. Now, is there are there proper ways to coil regularly? Don't use your thumb. Wrap it around leading. your arm. I'm leading it. I'm leading it. <laughs> yeah, if you wrap it around your arm, you're essentially going to force it in a way that it is not going. So, like, the, the cable itself has a natural wind mm-hmm. to it, I would say. And there's two approaches to wrap it. Um, one is the in and out. Essentially, you're, you're wrapping the cable inside and outside, like an outside loop, where it will come out well. Yeah, so it, what it was the old... Uh, no time for the old in and out love. I've just come uh, no, to read the meter. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's the um, overworked, underpaid. Overworked, <laughs> yeah. underpaid. Is that, how, is that the roadie rap? Yeah, roadie, roadie rap. <laughs> roadie rap. <laughs> So explain why that matters. I mean, the cable, it just, it, it wants to coil in a certain direction. It just winds a certain way. So any, if you wrap it in any direction apart from that, it's going to, it's going to bend incorrectly and 
it's gonna start breaking at that point if you keep doing it incorrectly. And then it just it's just ugly mm-hmm. on the ground when you lay it down. It won't be straight anymore. Well, yeah. I guess isn't that um, if I if I recall correctly, the notion of the roadie wrap is that it, it you are constantly changing the natural coil so that it 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 ultimately does relax. Is that is there? Am I getting that right? Is that not true? That's not Nick. Tony's shaking his head at me like I'm a moron, <laughs> which is 100% accurate. Uh, I, I think a part of your statement is true. The cable is relaxing into its natural part, but I think I, if you're talking about the roadie wrap as in like doing it properly, then you're supposed to follow the natural wind and course of the cable. Okay. Um, and it's it's something you could actually feel as you're wrapping it. Like it'll it'll try to bend towards a certain direction. Okay. So it doesn't matter the size and like the the diameter of how big your wrap is, but mm-hmm. it just keeps wanting to go, go a certain way. It's I like see. No guitar cable is ever going to be like completely straight. Right. And so you just got to follow that curve. I get you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I I also had another question. Um, the length of cable is always a weird kind of thing because that's when you typically get into the conversations about having to use buffers etc cetera, etc cetera. from your opinion as cable builders what is sort of like considering length of the cable what matters um when you're going from like your guitar into your first pedal for the most part i think 10 to 15 feet is like a good safe length anything longer you really start hearing and that's in your board Right. Yeah, into the board before okay. any buffering. So that's at a high impedance signal. So when it's at the high impedance, it has a hard time going through cable efficiently. And then okay. once you get get it through that buffer, it essentially like it's like a zip file. It compresses it so it can be sent more efficiently through the cable. So that's how I would describe it. Okay. And then how about coming out of your pedal board? Out of the pedal board, um, it still does matter, but it helps when you do have a buffer. Um, I would say 25 is fine. 35 is starting to push it. I personally use 35 foot cables because I'm too lazy to like use like SGI boxes, which is what changes it into a balancing though. But Justin might have some input on this because he uses those things. I mean, basically, yeah. I start noticing a lot of degradation every 10 feet. That's kind of like my rule of thumbs. Um, so at, at 10 feet, I, th- I feel like you have a pretty good signal and you're not losing too much of your high end or, or whatever people consider tone to be. Um, and then um, once you start going into 20 feet, uh, you lose a bit of that. 30 feet, you lose a little more. These are all things that we all consider and that everybody that doesn't know about it is sort of like, well, I guess I'll just not know about that. So <laughs> this, believe it or not, this is actually really helpful. So thank you. Well, can we talk about the uh, the mystique or the legend of the curly cable? Yeah, the coil cable. Coil cables. <laughs> yes. I mean. What would you like to know? <laughs> I would like to know everything. I had an, or my dad had one when he was in his band in the early seventies, and well, you know, I, I used it too. Well, I mean, it is definitely a, it has a high capacitance. Okay, uh, which right. I guess. No, I, it, well, I guess Tony's going to tell us all about the curly. Cable. I'm going to tell you about the curly cables. <laughs> tell us all about it. Well, no, I mean, I think at the time, like in the late sixties, when they were pretty popular, you know, they were going. It, it basically trimmed off a lot of high end, like you know, Hendrix. You see all the all the pictures of him and he always had a curly cable yeah yeah and i think part of that was it brought his high end down enough so they could play super loud without it going 
totally bonkers. It takes that much out? Yeah. It's like a like a tone control. Really? It's like a tone chill. Let, let's hear let's hear it from It's a chunk out, yeah. Is that is that what Covenant Cables uh, concludes? <laughs> Do you concur? It is a true it, it is a true story. Um I would agree. Well, I mean it's it's a really long cable coiled <laughs> coiled to be short. So um it just makes sense that it it would basically be like a high cut on your on your tone and a little bit of a lo- low cut a too. A slight high oh. cut. Like yeah. if you opened up the old um like the the old stereos or the old ES330 models that add, you know, the the tone variations, they have mm-hmm. the tone chokes inside and your, you know, uh, <laughs> EB EB3 right or, or it's the whole ver- right? the veritone. The veritone, yeah. That thing's basically a choke, and it's it's the mm-hmm. same thing except for it's you know it's got a lot more winds in that in that coil, and that that really takes a ton of high end off, and which I don't right. like. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, just I don't like it to, either. I but I just wanted to compare I, that to that cable, that coil cable. Yeah, I mean, but I, I do see the the appeal for some people because the tone can since it's like a as organic and analog of a tone cut as you can get yeah. um the your tone can get beefier um especially on the low mids and it gets chunkier some degree so i can see why some people like to do that or if they especially have a really bright guitar for whatever reason kind of one quick method they do but i think most of the time people just use coil cables because they are coiled they don't get all like sprout out on the floor take on it can we quickly cool. talk about, uh, I know one of the offerings you have are solarless cables, which is a, a, a probably one of the highest searched uh, terms in the guitar world on the Googles. So uh, <laughs> enlighten us, if you will, about your solarless cables. So our solarless cables are probably one of the most popular ones now on the market. The Good plugs are made... Start. oh thank you um but that's also saying that what we have isn't that special (laughs) i mean everyone has this this kit and we're just basically having it too because there's some people that just wanted to buy it from us and um we started we talked to gnh and they they had us come in as a dealer as well so we just we just have it there you know and it's it's a great start for some people um some people just start buying our instrument cables first and then grab a pack of solderless um but yeah it's it's made by gnh the plugs you can you know have them go straight out or angle them down mm-hmm. i don't i don't really know why anyone would have them go straight out but they have that option mm-hmm. and they're very small they really are and it's pretty simple to make mm-hmm. um so th- these are kits that lots of different companies have or rebranded as their own mm-hmm. and there was a point in time where we re- re- rebranded it ourselves but we decided it's just easier to go with the tried and true name of GNH, and it's their official GNH kits. So, okay, um, it's just something we have there because some people have asked for it time to time. How about and some I of mean, your other connectors? I mean, if I can oh. just kind of chime oh, yeah, in a little bit about solderless, um, I know a lot of people can kind of like go into that route of um, hating on solderless cables because oh, it's just not consistent enough for me or whatever. Um, but I think. Um, well, given just the fact that 
you're able to take apart a plug and then use different cable lengths of all different sizes and swap out plugs um, for different cable lengths on the fly. I feel like it, it, it's an option that some people can have or use, um, given the fact that, yeah, I think solder can go a long way. But at the same time, I think um, I think this is just like a personal plug of just saying like solderless cables aren't as bad um, mm-hmm. um, as people give them. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess if you do it wrong, it's going to really suck. But yeah, that's yeah. that's usually the number one problem is just user error. And, you know, it's something that's a part of life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just user error. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you offer any kind of warranty or guarantee on, on your cables? We do. We do lifetime warranty on all the cables that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, the solderless cables, uh, we, I guess you could return them after 30 days if you don't like it. But most people are decent enough to not scam us like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like the solderless people have it. And if they have trouble, then they can just sell it. Um, a lot of times, like I said, it is some user error involved. Yeah. Well, let's, that, let's talk um, about your, your, the one, the cables that you make though. Cause I think yeah. that's a, that's mm-hmm. a pretty strong statement if you offer a lifetime warranty on them. Mm-hmm. And how does that typically I mean, work? If, I mean, if it fails, they send it back in, you get another cable. Or- yeah. So if the cable breaks for whatever reason, they like, I don't know, it fell out of their car or it just stopped working because they used so much. Um, how about, if you, how about, if, so how about if you lose it? <laughs> if you lose it if you have nothing to send us back with then we can't repair nothing so um can we quote you works. on that you can't yeah. repair nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you can i mean it won't do no. <laughs> i'm sure it won't be that popular but uh, i'm just just yanking your chain there so yeah, yeah you have a you have a cable on here that's pretty interesting uh the sp 400 is that Yes. What's that? That's that's an interesting looking one. It's a square box, a very slim mm. square box. Tell us about that a little bit. So the SP four hundreds are kind of a newer plug that's been on the market in the last year or two. And there's a guy out in France, and I don't know his life story, but apparently, I think something like he used to live in the states, but now he's in France. But he was a huge gearhead, and like at that point, at this point. The smallest like soldered um, kind of jacks you could use was like the Switchcraft style pancake, mm-hmm. and those are still kind of beefy and big. Mm-hmm. Um, they're much smaller than using like traditional right angle jacks, so that's what everyone's been using for the last like thirty years mm-hmm. or forty years or thousand years. I don't know, <laughs> um, but you know the square plugs they really are much much smaller, and the the crazy thing is um, how much it sticks out from the jack itself is probably the number one kind of draw to it is that it is a lot shallower than actually most solderless plugs too. Um, of course, the square body is a little bigger than solderless plugs in terms of width, but the amount that it sticks out, it's, it's really narrow. So but it's still it's smaller around than a pancake, isn't it? Oh, it's much smaller than a pancake. Yeah. Um, overall length, width, the stick out. <laughs> the yeah. height yeah. Of, of the body um yeah it's it's definitely a lot smaller and it's lighter so you can fit a, you could probably fit a whole extra pedal after redoing it really a whole extra pedal yeah <laughs> yeah oh, that's wild uh mm-hmm. so you can can you get those in custom length you can so the way our site is set up 
you can see all the options that we have and then there's a drop down menu for each cable that has the different links that you need nice. and then you just pick it up you know and i was talking about this with justin earlier why we don't have like a custom you know cable building option where you have all these cool plugins and stuff and you see like mm-hmm. bugs changing in and out uh, number one reason is because we don't have money to make that <laughs> the, <laughs> but the, but the number two reason is like when i search gear i don't like seeing guitars just or options where i want to see it all at once you know in front of me mm-hmm. and then i just like open a new tab for each one and then i look through it and I can pick, the, pick out different links and see the prices like right away versus trying to like a whole separate cable each time like right. I'm building site. So that's how ours work. Cool. Um, well, I guess maybe last question for you uh, regarding your cables. Um, you know, you mentioned that this is this is technology that has, you know, been around for quite some time, just as far as like, you know, cable systems go. Um, do you see that changing at all in the near future or? Um, I don't think we can change the cable much um, because I think everything's been done. If it can change, it's too expensive and not economical because the demand wouldn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of like just signal transfer, wireless these days is getting better and better and more reliable. And who knows, maybe one day they'll have connectors as small as a square plug that transmit wirelessly oh, that'd be uh, reliably. That that could be hundreds of years in the future, or it could be in <laughs> twenty years, but it's two months. Or next, next two months, months. But I really yeah. I really don't think it will and I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well that might affect your business but, a little bit, but maybe yeah. In trouble, yeah. 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 So cool. but yeah, I I don't think there's gonna be much change. Okay. Solid. Um, well, dudes, thank you so much for sharing about your uh, sharing all the information about Covenant Cables, and um, really appreciate you dropping some knowledge on us and helping us out, and uh, um, helping the viewers out there. You know, it's a lot of times when we're talking about this kind of stuff, we we tend to look at it from uh, we try to be educational because everybody, even even though we have that the knowledge of certain things. Um, there are loads of people who are just joining, who are just getting their uh, feet wet into the guitar world, who or who have right. been in for a long time and still don't know that stuff. You know, which mm-hmm. you know, I love learning new things, and and I, I appreciate that. So, uh, thank you for sharing your time. We're going to get into Would You Rather. <laughs> he insists on doing the like the. the the tremolo <laughs> thing. I, I don't get it. Because it's nasty. It's really impressive. I thought yes. you were about to say, because it's nasty. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, everybody here, Would You Rather is pretty cool this week because it's about switches. So, you're at the guitar shop where they're custom making you a guitar, and you have a choice in your custom guitar. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go with the Gibson three-way toggle switch? Mm-hmm. Gibson style, I want to say, because where you see them. Yeah. Or are you going to go for the lever action that you see from, you know, on fenders? On a Telecaster. That's right. Specifically? Te- no, don't, well, Telecasters. Well, that's yeah. a three-way, yeah. Okay. Or vintage so it- Stratocasters also had them okay. three-ways. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. So um, does it matter where it's located? You can put it where you'd like. I can put it wherever I want. Okay. Tony, what are you doing? Well, there there are benefits and... I know. This and, is a hard one. This both. is actually a really hard one. Well, when you think about it, I mean, the, the, okay. the Gibson three-way toggle uh, takes up a lot of real estate. It does. It's a, it's it's a big switch. Yep. What? Yep. It's a big switch. It, a lot of real estate where? On the guitar. Yeah. You're mad. I'm, oh, no. I'm not mad. That's not. Compared to a... It's about two inches deep. Well, that's on on a Les Paul. Yeah. I'm talking about on the surface. Yeah. You're saying it takes up a lot of real estate. <laughs> underneath the... It's about the, the size uh, of a pickguard. quarter. No, buddy. On, uh, underneath. But that's underneath. what I'm asking. And he's... Okay, so you're saying inside the body it inside takes up a lot of real estate. Inside the of the body, there takes up lots of space. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, but on the other hand, the, the blade switch, the Fender-style blade switch... Blade switch... It, it it's 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 to me it, it's always felt more solid, but it's not always convenient. Okay, I think the the toggle is more intuitive. So you flip it down, you're in the bridge. Flip it up, you're in the neck. Okay, it's not always as intuitive, I guess, with with the with the with the blade. Yeah. So with that in mind, specifically on a Stratocaster for obvious reasons, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. Well, I guess you could. The original Strats did have a three-way switch. That's in correct. Them. Yeah, uh, but uh, until they decided that the five-way was the way, but which is even worse if you are needing, depending. Yeah, unless you you're Eric, if you're Eric, fingers. If you're Eric Clapton, you gotta have nimble fingers. Okay, like those say mid- what you're saying. Do it. Do the thing. Go ahead. <sighs> I can't be under this kind of pressure, Todd. Well, I wish you would <laughs> say it. I'm going to go with the Gibson style three-way toggle because it's, it is an intuitive switch, at least for me. It may not be for everyone. Okay, but it's a I, monster. But I like it. But it, it, you know, it has limitations too. There's only really one way to wire it, and uh, whereas which the, gives you only one way to rock. Okay. Anyways, that was a bad joke. No, that's what wow. Sammy, hey, Sammy Hagar said. That yes. Okay, your wiring. Yeah, I was just going to say you can. There's alternative wirings to you know the blade switch too. That's true. Uh, but I mean, if we're just doing basic two pickup guitar, mm-hmm. I'll take the toggle. All right, sounds good. Uh, I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to go to Justin. I will have to say the Fender switch. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, it's just easier, you know. It's just right there. You can control it with your pinky. Uh huh. You don't need to give too much. And then uh, I think just the way that it glides over from one setting to another, I always felt like the Fender or the Gibson switches were just kind of like I don't know how do you how do you put it um, better? We're like, tuck, tuck, tuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. Man. Feel like a like the Fender switches, I would say it feels like a light switch. Mm-hmm. If that yeah, makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to Jared. I'm gonna go. Uh, it, Nine times out of ten, I'm going to pick up a Gibson guitar, but this time I'm going to go with the Fender Switch. I'm going to tell you why. Because, uh, yes, they did come originally on Stratocasters and Telecasters. Um, Fender used them. What guys were doing were, on the Stratocaster, um, you could actually find the in-between, the bridge in the middle or, you know, the middle and the neck, which would be two and four positions if you had a five-way. And you can actually contact both those both of those uh, terminals at the same time and get that, you know, Quack. 
to get the yeah get the quack. So that's a little that's a little old trick that you know not very many people know about. It's kind of inconvenient. And if you have a really good, it is. And, and if you have a really good, inconvenient, it is. It, if you have a, a really good switch, um, it, it's not as easy. It's got to be old and wore out. But uh, CRL makes a really good, you know, three way switch. Mm. So I'd, I, I would go with that. Just and what Tony said earlier, there, you know, you can you can get crafty with those and and uh, creative with blending and you know uh, doing. Different kind of uh, switching and whatnot. As an addendum to my choice, uh-huh. as a pick guard maker, mm. I will. I'd rather drill <laughs> a half inch hole. I can imagine. versus a slot any day of the week. Yeah, a slot, yeah. With, two, a slot with two holes. With two holes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go to David. I would say the fender switch. Okay. Blade switch. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, the light switch. Um, again, I am a slave to it because I played a telly. I remember the first time I swapped over to a Gibson, I was so lost. Like, where do I switch this thing? <laughs> having it up top. I know we talked about, you guys talked about, like, it feels a location change, but I think just to mention it, it just feels flimsier too. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that screw thing on top come unscrewed all the time for different guitars. So, mm-hmm. Fender switch is, is what I'll do. All right, I'm going to go. I've got. You're going to go with a blade switch with a ton of ma- of duct tape on it. Uh, that, that is how I roll my Telecaster stuff. I do duct tape it to the bridge position. <laughs> um, however, uh, in this instance, I'm going to go with the uh, the Gibson style toggle, but I do favor a different position for it. So I've got a Hagstrom Viking, and it sits right in between. Uh, in between the strings and the control and the and the, and the uh, actual uh, controls, our so it juniors sits lower. do that too. Yeah, oh, and okay. so like I can I can uh, flip it really easy. Wait, yeah. maybe I'm thinking of my junior on that. <laughs> That's what the junior has, dude. That's where the junior star. Yeah, are. no, you're right. That's what I meant. So I've got this junior. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that position. I thought I was thinking that my Hagstrom had that too. It might. Oh, uh, I guess not. I'm an idiot. Whatever. I just bypass the switch. I'll bypass the switch. Yes. Who needs a switch? <laughs> Anyways. Hey, everybody. This has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you hanging out. David, Justin, Covenant Cables. You got something to lay on our audience? I, th- I think we do. I think we can do uh, 50% off. Um, what? Woo! Wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you said I'm five sure. zero five yeah, one in one not half. 15, not fifteen, not twenty, not thirty. But if we do fifty percent off oh. for maybe a couple weeks, then uh, we'll just be in the shop working all the time. But it, it should, we should be able to. We just want to get cables in everyone's hands. That's right. You, you well, you got you got at least uh, three orders coming oh, from sure. here. Yeah, for darn sure. Yeah, <laughs> that wow, that is outstanding. Cable time. All right, so uh, the code would be guitar knobs, no spaces. Uh, caps doesn't matter, but if you want, you can shout it out, guitar knobs. And you just put that in the, at checkout. So you go to our website, uh, click on the signature cables category. It has all our instrument cables, our signature instrument cables, and it also has um, even the SP400 plugs. Those are available too. The, um, I mean, the, yes! custom, the custom patches. Not the plugs themselves. So, um, 
yeah, go go ahead and you know knock yourselves out. Um, as guitar knobs at as the coupon code at checkout. You go online. Killer. Um, so it's just covenantcables.com. Excellent, excellent. Okay, awesome. Uh, <laughs> that so let, people, we, we they they're giving you fifty percent off on these handmade cables. Uh, that is. I think officially the biggest deal we've ever had on there. And people, totally, totally. We, we've been really so fortunate lately. Uh, the builders have just been giving really great discounts to um, our audience. And I'm so grateful to the builders who are doing that, including Covenant Cables, who have really just dropped an outstanding deal. 50% off will be good for 30 days after we release that the initial episode. Man, make sure you go and get one of these cables. They are really nice. That is an incredibly generous gesture. So thank you guys so much for doing that. No problem at all. We we had a really good time talking about gear. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we do yeah. it every that's week. That's why we're here in the office. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. So where can they find you guys? Uh, well, you can find us. Our, our probably most popular thing is Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Covenant Cables. Um, no spaces, just Covenant Cables, and you know we're on Facebook. That's pretty much it. Um, our website is our go-to when you need to buy stuff. Um, and that's covenantcables.com. Okay, excellent. And let's see here. Tony, where yeah. can people find you? Well, let's say you need a special pick guard or you need to want to change out pickups. And I just got four of them last week. Maybe you want to put a, uh, a Gibson-style toggle switch in something. <laughs> okay. I know a guy. No. Go to pickguardian.com. Okay. Uh, that's the best place. If you want to see some projects and, and other fun things that I've been working on, uh, go to Instagram under the handle PickGuardian and the number one. Excellent. Jared. You can find me, if you need some really good pickups, find me at BrandonWoundPickups.com. I do special boutique custom pickups, and we also do vintage-looking, old, relicy, cool-looking pickups uh, to match your project. And I also understand you do rewinds. I do rewinds at a very fast um, turnaround at a very fair price. Excellent. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram to see all the really cool, funky stuff that I make that I really don't have on my website. So if you are looking for anything weird or cool or new or different or whatever, look at my Instagram. Just... Just uh, and if you have any questions, please uh, get a hold of me through any of those social medias. Awesome, Todd. Where can they find you? Todd at theguitarknobs.com. You you can do that. Just drop me a note, uh, Tony. We got one more thing to do, and before we bounce out of here, that's correct. Go ahead. We have to uh, thank some very special people. You go over to patreon.com forward slash theguitarknobs. Mm-hmm. There's an area there where you can find out. Great ways that you can help sponsor the podcast. That's right. At each level, there's some nice, fun giveaways that are thrown in as kind of a prize package. And as, you know, the higher the level, the more you get. But one of the biggest things is... You get to have your name read on the thing. If you are an executive producer. So without further ado, I would like to thank Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Robin Smith, John Daly, Oliver Gonzalez, Sean... Chris Kearney, John Anglin, Robert Marfleet, Darren Gregory, Gary Goodman, and Son Beckett. Hey, Beckett. Woohoo! Zach J. Wright, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, and Doug Gann. 
Hey, everybody, guys, thank you so much for um, being uh, supporting our show uh, through Patreon at, again, whatever level. We just had a whole bunch of new uh, people sign up at the at the one and five dollar level. And thank we're you. grateful for that. Every it helps bit us out. Helps. It really does. So make sure you go and check that out. Uh, guys over at Covenant Cables, thank you guys so much for your time. It was great talking with you. Um, and our door is open anytime you want to come through it. So uh, make sure that you guys go check out Covenant Cables, get that special deal, Heck and yeah. have a great guitar week, and subscribe! Yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time